Wonder about the future and how you'll be working and learning? Welcome to You in 2042, the future of work, with your host, Danielle Wallace. Welcome to You in 2042, the future of work. Joining me today is MJ McDonald. Hello, good afternoon. So nice to be with you today, Danielle. I'm excited to be able to explore what this future world looks like. What do you think perhaps the next 21 years may bring us? That is a really interesting question. When we think about what we've been through just even in this last 16 months of this pandemic, uh, what that has taught us, and I think taught me. I mean, our, our world has been a very tumultuous one and yet one where I think we've learned a lot about ourselves, I think what we're capable of, and also what matters to us most. So I'm thinking and hoping that we'll be carrying some of that through. So let me tell you a little bit about myself, because that might also give you some perspective around some of my thoughts for this question too. I actually do work full-time in learning and development. I'm the uh, assistant vice president for L&D at a medium-sized insurance company in Toronto called Avari. I've been there for uh, over 10 years now. And I've been in learning and development for about 15 years. Prior to that, I was in the high-tech sector doing marketing and advertising. Uh, and so I tend to blend those worlds together, doing a lot of marketing of learning, as you well know from the work that we've done together too. But I also have other parts of my life. So my work life by day is really that formal learning and development role. Then I also have two other aspects to my life. I'm a yoga instructor and I've been teaching yoga for 20 years. And I do a lot of private yoga, something I'm very committed to. I've always had that aspect in my life, whether it's wellness or fitness in some capacity. And then I also run a small wine business. Uh, and my partner and I work on focusing our efforts on local wineries in Ontario specifically, and really focusing on VQA wines across the province and educating people around small wineries, craft wineries, and wines that may not be available at the LCBO, but really trying to help people understand what's in their own backyard and to continue to support local. So it sounds like you really are embracing this concept of multiple passions. How do you see that play out as you look forward into the future of work? It is very true. I do have a lot of passions and they're all interconnected. It might seem sort of odd, but it's a world of definitely learning all the time. There's a wine and wellness aspect to my world as well. So even in that work, I'm always learning myself and I'm also trying to help others learn. The way that I think that those are going to play out is thinking about also what we've learned in the last year is around the self-care aspect of our life and that part being important to people in their work. I can't be good to others. I can't be a strong leader. I can't do effective work unless I'm really taking care of myself in mind and body. And I think our awareness around mental health has become such a big one. This year has taught us that that is so important for us and that it's important for us to take care of ourselves so we can take care of others. It's like putting your oxygen mask on before you help your kids or your uh, elders around you. So I think that is going to be a big one and that workplaces are going to be needing if they aren't already is focusing on the care of their employees, whether it's their hybrid work and the balance of their work in their life. And also in the workplace, investing more in wellness for their employees, uh, whether it be virtual or in person, providing more freedom uh, around that for their own self-care. And in fact, this year, uh, our organization instituted uh, a one hour a week 
uh, wellness and resilience hour for all employees. So we basically no meetings during that time and it's a it's a Wednesday afternoon and across the whole organization, your calendar is blocked for wellness and resilience hour. And so it's about building your own strength and capacity. And I think they'll moving ahead. I can only pray and hope that there will be that sort of attention to employees down the road and that we are going to be more conscious as employees and folks who come behind us in the generations to come will be saying, that's what I value. And that's what I'm going to need in order to produce really great work for you in the future. So it sounds like organizations really will be embracing this idea of helping their employees be more resilient, really taking to heart this idea of self-care, whether that future is as a hybrid work that you spoke with or another work arrangement. Perhaps you could speak more about that hybrid um, work. Well, I think as we even plan into 2022 ourselves, thinking about Whether you're going to be working from home in your own home office uh, and then partly at an office, I think office spaces are going to look different because fewer people are going to need a full-time desk. You might be doing some sharing. uh, And I think our, our, our spaces are going to become more we space and less me space. That also is automatically going to promote more collaboration. And this hybrid work could also mean that, hey, I'm doing a a portion of hours for this organization, but I also am more of an entrepreneur. So I'm doing a little bit of this work and a little bit of that work. I happen to do that today myself. My my primary work is dedicated to my full-time employment. I have these other passions that I spend most of my nights and weekends doing. I think in the future, it could be such that people actually are really carving up their day and doing a variety of different things to fuel their passion and keep them healthy again in mind and body. I can definitely see how that could play out. And by being able to pursue those multiple passions, it also helps increase the sense of wellness as people are actually being able to pursue what they're interested in and then carve out their day to best meet their needs. From a learning and development perspective, are there things that you think the learning and development field can do to help support people on this future path? I think that really our technology is going to be a a key component to that. When we think about the unique options that we already have and with blended learning, we think about how we develop our curriculum today and we try to provide variety for our learners. That is going to be even more important to be flexible around how we both deliver training and how we have access to participate in training. Who knows what's going to happen with technology, but we know as it advances, that we'll have the tools and technology to be able to deliver training from wherever in a really strong capacity and that learners can consume that learning on their own. I mean, there's there's already a lot of self-directed learning. I think there's going to be even more of that. And the platforms are going to elevate with new technology in order to be able to provide a whole range of training that you can create your own learning paths, literally go into your LMS and design your own. You would be able to uh, be in, in much more control of your own learning where the platforms evolve to will support some of that so that it's you're learning at any time on any device. We're, we're getting there now. I do think, though, that it will evolve such that I'll have a lot more control on the content that I'm consuming, uh, how I'm doing it uh, to meet my needs and being able to, to pick and choose a little, little bit more freely, even more, whether that's, you know, 2025 or into 2042. Technology is going to play a significant piece around that. Even in the last two years, what's happened with our uh, digital communication platforms, 
I imagine that it's only going to get more sophisticated, which will enable us to really feel like we're in the room with others. And as a presenter, that I could be delivering virtually and feel like all my participants are there and that it is a much more robust and quality experience for everybody involved. That's a great picture of the future, really with learners being able to have full control, even more so than today, uh, for content that best meets their needs, the timing modality that best meets their needs, and the technology to truly support that. Any last thoughts to help listeners envision this future world of work that you so eloquently shared with us? Our worlds that we live in, when you even consider your mobile device and the capacity that that has, things like facial recognition, um, just stronger cameras, we're going to have so much power ourselves. And just because we have more technology, it doesn't going to mean that we're necessarily going to lose that personal touch. And I encourage people also to consider that human element and the importance of that, whether it's focusing on what you need to do and be in order to be more present in your work, or especially in the learning and development field, or if it's the tools that you're going to be choosing, being open to seeing things uh, evolve to a way that's really going to help you succeed in your future role, wherever it might be. I love it. That is an excellent tips that we can already take away. And I can see some of those practical applications that I can implement right now to prep for that future world. Thank you so much for joining us today, MJ. Thank you. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure.